Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today, I want to talk about health span versus life span. A lot of us think about dying. A lot of us might still be a little afraid of dying. Anyone who has faith in Jesus, anyone who is on the journey, meaning on that narrow path, No matter how little you walk on it, no matter how fast Satan comes and tries to tackle you and push you off of it, no matter how much your past comes up to haunt you, to trick you off of it, no matter how long this journey has been, a day or 30 years, we should not be afraid of death. However, We should look at our life more as health. How am I treating my body to be the most healthy it can be, to be the strongest it can be, to be the most mobile it can be, to help me, especially in my later years? One thing that disturbs me and disappoints me the most is to hear The same excuse that I myself have given over and over and over again. Well, that's just what happens when you get older. You get weaker. You have more pains. You need more medicine. You're going to get sick because you are getting older. Do you not look around and say, hmm, Maybe I should take my health into my own hands. That is what God has had me do over the last year, I would say. And I am so grateful because I have learned quite a bit. First of all, God awakened me to him. That was the first step of my journey. Then it was he awakened me to the teachings of the Catholic Church. All those teachings that I thought, ah. Come on, man, I got to change my life to be like this? How boring. Then, 
as I'm going down that path, God opens my eyes to the fact that, hey, isn't this a better way to live? Isn't it less shameful and regretful? And isn't it freeing? Don't you feel empowered now that you're kicking some of these horrific addictions and bad habits to the curb? And then he awakened me to the spiritual battle. The fact that, wait a minute, I'm not just battling my own mind and my own past. I am battling the lies that the evil one has taught me about everything in this world, especially about how I see myself. And then he gave me this beautiful detachment so that I could come out and share everything that I possibly could in the most vulnerable way, my ups, my downs, and my learnings, which are all quite simple, as I've said many, many times, just go to Jesus and Mary, by the way, and the Catholic Church for all of the help that you need, all of the sacraments that we need to pick ourselves back up, to renew our minds every day, to give us a fresh, new, clean soul, mind, and body. And then, after all of that, he awakened me to the evil in this world. I knew there was evil in the world, but I didn't know to the extent at how upper echelon people and companies, you're talking corporations, the media, the Hollywood groups, all of the different universities and schools, anything that is more of a federalized, not localized institution in our lives, including all the three-letter agencies, the CIA, the DOJ, the Homeland Security, the police, depending on, of course, which cities and which states you live in, what they do and what they don't do, the laws that are constitutional and unconstitutional, the wavering of our elections and our votes. I mean, let's talk about massive awakening. Why would they not want to make us dumb, stupid, fat, and lazy? These are not insulting words to a normal human being who is just trying to live a healthy life, not just a long life, a healthy life. Because honestly, I don't want to be here for many, many, many years if I am not healthy. So it was God opening my eyes to what we eat. What is that? Because half of it is not food. And that half, I am so addicted to it. Why can I not walk away from the bowl of ice cream? Why is it that I have cravings for this stuff that are in packages? And why myself was I even addicted to baking? You remember? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago that I was baking blueberry pies. I was baking all of these interesting kind of cookies and making them for my neighbors. And I enjoyed eating them. But I was perpetually keeping myself in this cycle of being fat, lazy, addicted, 
I had no energy. I had no brain power. I was always in this fog. And then if you have the curiosity, (laughs) once you're looking at all of this stuff that gets added into these packages that our children are eating like crazy, what do they need to have blue food for? Red food, hot pink food, green food, yellow food. I mean, some children's poop are actually blue. Oh my goodness, people. Some of the stuff, in addition to this craziness, is outlawed in other countries that we freely put in our food here in America. Why do you think that is? They don't want us healthy. They want us sick. We in America have a beautiful thing called the United States Constitution, and it is something that we can all lean on, even though our rights are given to us by God, inalienable rights. Nobody can take them away. Nobody can infringe upon them, especially the government. That's what the Constitution is there for, for us to refer toward, to, I should say, because when you turn toward the con- the Constitution, you at least can have a leg to stand on against corrupt justice systems. As you can see, it's not that easy. But I digress. Again, awakening to the poison. And not just in our food to make us sick, but in the medicines that they give us. Did not COVID and the quote-unquote jabs wake people up over these past few years? Are people not seeing that it's all about the almighty dollar, that it is about control, that COVID was a part of our election interference and the actual stealing of the truly elected government back in 2020? You can call me whatever you want, conspiracy theorist or not. That word and that phrase now has a badge of honor associated with it. There is no, oh no, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I could care less what you call me because I will turn around and I will say, how can you prove otherwise? Show me. Show me facts. Show me data. Show me information. You can disprove what I'm saying. I can show you with information. And and validated information, not just information that's propaganda that gets thrown out there that people run after because it's emotional. The truth takes time. People need the time to digest it all. So as I go through, again, this last year of how the evil one has poisoned us, not just through the food, quote unquote, whatever that food is, through advertising through lies in terms of studies, because I'm telling you, it is not fat that causes heart attacks and all of these health issues with our hearts. It's not. It is sugar. And the easiest thing to sell and to make is sugary foods, which feed all of the parasites and the bacteria and the cancer that are in us. And that's how we get sicker. So they put you on one medicine, then they get you on another, then they get you on another. And before you know it, you are now taking three, four, five, six, ten 10 
different pills a day. Now, if that alone doesn't make you think for a moment that maybe you aren't living your healthiest life, then maybe this will. If you're a doctor, you won't get paid in the American Medical Association system, which is where most of us go to get our help through our general practitioner. They don't get paid unless they have another test scheduled for you through the insurance company, by the way, or they have a prescription written for you. Now I know why my doctor was so intent on having my husband take the statin drug because he fell into a chart. Turns out my cholesterol at that time was a bigger jump. I'm a younger person. And I, if I took myself out of the medical association chart and I looked at the two of us, I would have put me on a statin. Being as young as I was and how big of a jump my cholesterol took. My question to her was, why am I not on this list of you to be prescribing me a five milligram statin drug? She had no answer because I fell into the chart. That's not an answer. And by the way, how often are you sitting in that person's office? You're not in there for long. I only see my doctor once a year unless there's something weird that happens. And half the time she can't tell me and she's got to refer me to another doctor who she gets another cut from. And I'm not saying all doctors are greedy, but you can look at who got paid and who didn't get paid for this COVID stuff and what they quote unquote put on death certificates, and how they would get reimbursed. I know this because I actually talked to a woman in the medical field. This is not me going out there, finding stuff out in a UK hospital somewhere. This is me chatting with a woman face-to-face at a neighbor party who actually worked for a cardiologist who said, yes, we got paid. $49,000 extra for every patient that we could put primary or secondary cause of death was COVID. Whether or not they came in off of a motorcycle accident with their head split open, their brains everywhere, if COVID was on that list, they died of COVID. Why do you think the flu went away during 2021 completely? Because they were doing this for a reason. They were doing it for money. They were doing it for control. And they were also doing it because they needed to cheat in the elections. It's not a difficult thing to comprehend. When you look at the ruler of the world, who is the father of lies, who does not care about us, who wants to harm humanity, who wants to make us sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker so that he can make more money off of us, And ruin all of the lives of the people around us as they try to take care of us. As we hopelessly keep going back to the doctors, asking for more help, more medicine, more surgery, more chemo, more stuff that they create. And yet, we never stop the refills. 
We're always on the medicine. The goal is not to make us healthy. So I want to go back to the why are you even on this faith journey? Because this faith journey includes the soul, the mind, and the body. And when we have one of those or two of those or all three of those three-legged stools off balance or even not even in our life, not even a focus, we are not living a healthful life. We know we need God, the center of our life. We know we need God's grace to turn us away from all of these lies and to turn us away from these addictions and these bad habits that we've created over decades. But darn it, people, <laughs> work with me on this one. It is possible and it's not that hard. If we do it every single day, if we go to God every single day and we ask for his grace in our hearts and our lives to choose all of the choices today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't keep thinking about the past. Yesterday could have been one of the worst healthy days that you've had in a long time. But that doesn't mean that you can't wake up and make a decision to be as healthy as you can today. You got to forget about yesterday because there's nothing you can do about yesterday except for reflecting and learning. And I want to say that that's what I want to make sure we are doing. Reflect on the day before, even if it was an awesome day. That, those are the days that we should reflect on too. Why was it awesome? What happened that was different than the day before, which wasn't so awesome? Did you maybe get up and pray? Did you see God throughout your day because you were kind of paying more attention to what was going on? You didn't have as much on your plate? Or maybe you had so much on your plate that you really did have to turn to God and rely on him to help you prioritize and to give you that additional time to get everything done. Did you approach your day with humility or were you filled with pride saying, this is how I'm going to do it in the way that I'm going to do it? I want you to live a health span mentality. I want you to identify that what you are eating, what you are drinking, what you are consuming in your eyes, in your ears, that's information, that's entertainment. It all impacts our health. What quote unquote medicine you're taking. I'm seriously not even using shampoo now. <laughs> I've gone through this looking at, you know, some interesting, what do I call them? Lawsuits. Yeah, that's the word. Some interesting lawsuits that are going out there uh, against hair companies who are causing hair loss. And then, of course, those same companies come up with the product that brings you more hair. <laughs> People. They're not out to help you. You have to truly find those organizations and companies who do have your values, who are striving for natural things that God gave us on this earth. So I, you might be like, what are you doing with your hair now? 
I am actually using this Epsom salt salts that I would sit in a bath. So I've mentioned magnesium baths. They do great for you, but a magnesium is a salt, believe it or not. So when you put it in your bath, it soaks in through your skin and it helps regulate your, it's one of the electrolytes, the main ones that we need, sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And so the other day I was like, okay, I got to rush. So I just stuck my head in the tub and I washed my hair with the salt. That's it. I had no no other shampoo, no other soap. And my hair felt the best it has in a long time. It had more body. I didn't need any shampoo or conditioner because usually I'm a shampoo conditioner type of person because my hair is kind of dry. I needed none of that. It was as if I came out of the ocean. It had this kind of nice little feel to it. And it held a curl real well. I blew it out and all of that. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, am I now figuring out that I don't even need these chemicals, that my body just needs some minerals? I made my own countertop spray with vinegar, a little bit of lemon, and a bunch of basil leaves that I kind of munched up, munched up, crunched up. What do they call it when you put it in a mortar and pillar and you grind it up. <laughs> I know you're all screaming into the podcast right now saying it's blah, blah, blah. But the, the name is escaping me. You usually do it. You mull it. That's what, right? Is that it? I mold it up. Anyway, you do that with mint. You put it in a mojito. Anyway, I did that, put it in to my counter cleaner. I've never had the grease come off of my stove better before in my life. And I know that I'm not spraying horrible chemicals. Okay. I'm getting off on a tangent, but this is the walk. This is the, this is the point. I no longer use lotions. I use coconut oil. Sometimes it's in a solid state. Sometimes it's a little more liquidy, depends on the temperature in the house, but that's what I use on my body and my face. I don't, you know, like I've told you I've gone to Ilia, which is a makeup company that's supposed to be more natural, non-toxic. That was a big change for me to go from Lancome. I love Lancome. I've had that stuff on my face and on my body for 30 years. Big change. Anyway, this is the journey. This is the journey that I am on at least. And it all stemmed from God first, Catholicism as well. And where and how do I go to get cleansed, to have God teach me, to have me honestly open up my heart and my mind and my soul to him and say, okay, I get it now. What else are you going to teach me? What else are you going to show me? Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Father, rise to our eyes what we are to work on in our lives. Help us to see you all around us, tapping us on the shoulder, shaking us to pay attention, guiding us in the different direction. Help us to reflect and to see all of the ways that you are teaching us and that we can 
truly transform with your grace. Mary, as we approach September 4th, which is the potential day for all of us to consecrate ourselves to Jesus through you on October 7th on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. If that's something that you want us to do, Lord, put it on our heart. Weigh it heavy on our heart and put the consecration that you want us to go through, each one of us individually, put it on our hearts so that we can do it together and walk with Mary towards the heart of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, everyone. Everyone's journey is different. But if you ask the Lord to rise to your eyes what you should be working on right now, today, that's all you need to do. And then humbly ask for his grace to live it out. I want you all to be healthy. If I look back, okay, I'm going to wrap this up. But if I look back, it isn't just the few days that I had the stomach ache problem and the aching and the cramping. So if you look at that, that was four or five days where I really didn't do much exercise at all. I did go for a walk and I did do some ab workout. And yesterday, even though there was a heat index of 113, I went for a two-hour walk for two reasons. Number one, to get this body moving, but number two, to sweat, to get out there and truly detox myself. Because right before I got sick, I was at a friend's house for five days, didn't do much of anything at all in terms of working out the body, ate more, drank more than I normally would. I didn't come home big on the scale, but my body composition was changing. I knew, okay, wait a minute. If I look back again on that whole time, that's almost two weeks of not really strengthening this body. And that's what we have to do is reflect so that we can learn and then make a better decision the very next moment. So yesterday we went out with my dad and I ate at like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. By the time five o'clock, excuse me, by the time five o'clock came around, we were both home all done. And I was like, okay, this is going to be good by the time I go to bed my stomach will be halfway digested, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I woke up feeling so much better than when I go to bed right after eating. So I'm reflecting on that. How do I incorporate that into today? How am I going to eat a little bit earlier? Anyway, it's all about the walk and the learn, the walk and the learn, the walk and the learn. Okay, so I'm going to leave you so you can walk today, learn from God, And then I will see you on Monday as you approach whatever you've got going on this weekend. I pray that you have God by your side, that you exhibit temperance not only for yourself, for that huge, awesome win with God, but for those who see you, for those who you are being a witness to, because that's the first thing they see. Our health is visible. It's physical. It's right in front of people. And they can tell if we're healthy or not. All right, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body. And have a blessed and inspired day.